I'm a covenant Living in the riches of my Lord and King, I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Weeder, and today I'm going to be teaching you about the power of imagination. And I, I, I know, I know the title of this. God, God gave me the title of this teaching. But I always feel like some like kids show. I'm on some kids show and the host, you know, like, hey kids, today we're gonna be talking about the power of imagination. And I look, I just, I feel so corny. But it actually brings up a good point in that because imagination has been such such a such a popular thing with children, so many adults and and even even Christian adults just don't acknowledge the importance of imagination. God gave you an imagination, and he gave it to you for a reason. And, um, you know, I had never really known what that reason was, and I had always wondered. Um, of course, you know, never thought to ask God, because, you know, why would he know what he gave us? Sarcasm. I hope you all know that. <laughs> but, you know, as I was as I as I was pressing into it, um, I was listening to a, a specific teaching that just transformed how I how I saw imagination, and how I saw faith. And I actually want to start off with a scripture. It might seem a little a little out of left field, so to speak, but I promise I'm going to bring this all around. Uh, it's going to be Romans twelve two. It says, and be, do, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's pretty straightforward. You know, we are not supposed to be conformed to this world, but we are supposed to be transformed by renewing our mind towards Christ. And I really, I really like how it's two different words here. You know, you are conformed to this world, but you're transformed through Christ. You know, the, 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 the world will try to cram you into a mold, try to make you look a certain way, try to conform you. But when you renew your mind towards Christ, you are transformed. In fact, the word there for transformed, if I remember right, it's uh, metamorpho. Um, but it's just the word that we get metamorphosis from. Now, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a an animal nerd. I, I like researching everything about animals. Um, and something I learned about caterpillars, metamorph metamorphosizing, the <laughs> um, transforming into butterflies, is when they make that cocoon. When they start the metamorphosis process. They make that cocoon, and they're in there, and they liquefy. They just melt. They turn into liquid, completely just break down. And then they are reformed. They're re-put together, almost, if I remember right, to the, cellu uh, uh, to, the, to the cellular level. Reformed into a butterfly. And that, that's exactly what happens with us through Christ. That old person we were, that old thought process through the renewing of our minds, that old thought process is just broken down, melted, and liquefied. And through Christ Jesus, we are built back up and turned 
from this drab green and brown caterpillar into a beautiful, colorful butterfly through him. And that is what we're supposed to do. And, you know, I remember, I remember reading that the whole time I was growing up. I knew that scripture. I knew, be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, I, I, I could tell you what the scripture said, but it didn't mean anything to me because I didn't know how to transform and renew my mind. I didn't know how. And then as I kept pressing, because I, I kept asking, you know, I just kept, God, how, how do I transform my mind? How do I do that? He gave me 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That is how. In order to transform your mind, in order to transform how you think, you need to stop yourself from thinking that way. Cast down those high imaginations. Told you I'd bring it back around. You cast down those imaginations. You cast down those thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Um, I heard a, I heard a minister, a, a pretty well-known minister, one time say, every single person, every single Christian at some point has doubt in their head. It's just an attack of the devil. He will throw it your way, trying to get you to doubt. And what do you do? You cast it down. You, you take hold of that thought, you cast it down. And how do you do that? With words. Power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, and and here's, a, here's a little exercise for you, alright? Start counting from 1 to 10 in your head. Now say your name. The counting stopped. Your words have power over your thoughts. Uh, your tongue is like a rudder of a ship. Whatever way your tongue goes, whatever way you speak, that is how your mind, that is how your body, your flesh will go. And it's, it is so vital. Now, between these two scriptures, we see a very, a very important thing. And that our imagination, our thoughts, our thought process, the way we think, the way we picture things, it is core, very integral to how we live our lives. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of you are sitting there like, well, of course. I mean, you can't, you can't do something without thinking about it. Exactly. That is my point. I mean, it, it is, it, it, when you realize that, when you really, truly realize that, it changes, it changes everything. You know, it's, it's so many people, um, you know, there, there are some people that, you know, they really dislike the whole name it, claim it, blab it, grab it type thing. You know, it's like, oh, you just believe just because you say whatever, you can, you can have it. Well, sort of. Not quite, you know. So uh, I, I remember, I remember distinctly, um, whenever I was believing for something, I, I, w I would just say, Jesus, I, I'm, I want that. I, I claim it. It's mine. I have it. Just trying so hard. Just if I can say it hard enough, if I can, if I can believe it hard enough, it'll come to pass. If I, if I hold this cup up and say, cup, you float. You float in the name of Jesus. Float, float, float now. 
not gonna float just because I say it hard enough and squint and, and try. No, what happens is you see it, you imagine it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see it in the spirit. You imagine it. You keep it before you. You know, I, I, when, I, when, um, when I was listening to this particular teaching that kicked off this whole, this whole teaching I'm passing on to you, God started talking to me immediately. He said, that is faith. I was like, oh, oh. And it's like, you imagine it, you see it, you picture it. Right now, I'm believing for some things. And what I'll do is I'll just sit there, and I'll kind of stare off into space for a little bit. And I'll just imagine myself using these things that I'm believing for. Like right now, I'm believing for a pair of shoes. And um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just picture myself. I'll picture myself tying the shoes. I'll picture the outfits I'll wear with the shoes. I'll picture myself walking downtown with the shoes on and just strutting, showing those shoes off. Being like, look at what God did. These shoes are what God has given me. And I'm picturing it. I'm imagining it. I'm thinking about it. There was a quote I heard from a, from a kid's movie, actually. It said, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And it's true. When you see it, in the spirit realm, when you're imagining it, that is true faith. And that will change your entire life. The power of imagination is one of the most powerful things God has given you. It's not just something that kids can use to, to imagine uh, a pink elephant as their best friend. Imagination is a wonderful, powerful tool that God has given you to transform your life. If you can't see yourself living in a house paid off, if you can't see yourself walking in nice clothes, if you can't see yourself healed, it's not going to come to pass. You need to believe it. You need to have faith in it. You need to imagine it. And, um, you know, you need to renew your mind to it. You need to... You need to Take control over your imagination. You can't just let it run willy-nilly. And that's something that I have done too much in, in, my, in, in my life leading up to now. You know, I've just, I've just daydreamed. I, I, remember, I remember distinctly, I, um, I remember distinctly that I would be in class and just sitting there just, just, you know, looking out the window, thinking, I wonder how fast a bird has to flap its wings to fly. Like look up, see a specific type of bird, like a I don't know, like let's say a blue jay. Just be like, I wonder why blue jays are blue. You know, this is I mean, like the obvious answer is because God made them that way. But you know, it was just you know, it was just daydream. I would just imagine about nothing, about useless things. And there's nothing inherently wrong with just daydreaming about stuff like that. But because of that, I never realized how powerful my imagination truly was. Oh, there was a movie um, I remember watching growing up um, where this, this guy, he, he, he would dream. He would daydream all the time. And he had a dream journal for when he would actually dream, when he would go to sleep and dream. 
Um, and he would write down his things in his dream journal and these dreams, daydreams and dreaming at night, they just became everything that he was focused on. And eventually, they came true. And it, led for a, it made for an interesting movie, at least I thought so when I was a kid. You know, certain things don't exactly age well as you grow up. But as I was growing up, um, I, I, kept, I kept thinking about that. And, and um, eventually his dreams, both the good and the bad, became real in the real world. And, you know, this is fictitious, you know, crazy things like some big robot man with electric arms, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's true. What you dream, what you imagine, comes to pass. And, 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 and you know, um, to give an example, uh, to give a, an example more in the Christian realm, if someone's saying, it's like, man, it seems like every spring, every spring I start getting allergies. They're, they're thinking about that. They're imagining that. They see themselves as soon as the snow starts to melt. Or as soon as the, the flowers start to bloom, they imagine, they see themselves sneezing and blowing their nose and, and coughing and, and getting all swollen. They see that and they speak it over themselves. And it is awful. It's something that bugs me so, so much. I was like, you don't have to put up with that, man. And in fact, um, just, just recently, just recently, my nose has been a, a, a little bit stuffed. And you know what I've been doing? I've been using this. I've been picturing myself, no headache, clear nose, just, and I'll, t I'll take those deep breaths, just, and it has, let me tell you, it works. You know, right now, you can hear, I'm breathing deeply. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just wiping my nose every 30 seconds. And there is some action you have to put to that. Whenever, like, if, if you feel just like a little bit of snot, start to droop, know it's kind of gross, but being practical here, if you feel those symptoms start to come back, nope, I'm healed. And you keep picturing yourself as healed. And I haven't had to deal with this more than two days or something like that. It hasn't been long at all. It's been done and gone because I have changed how I imagine myself, how I see myself. And that's all there is to it. So imagine yourself healed, whole, and prosperous, and it will come to pass. And you have a blessed day.